0: Ooh, episode fourteen. It's been a while. You yeah, know it's many... been
1: about a week. We took we took a week off. Definitely
0: took took a a, w- t- 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 a a week. It's uh last time we recorded was on uh May seventh, so about two weeks.
1: <laughs> yeah, well we took a week off. That's, that's all it is, you know. We just took a week off, no big deal.
0: Just just know? about a week, yeah.
1: You know, we we had real life stuff come up, you know, I had to work my ass off, you had to work your ass off and stay and write more policy stuffs and it was always fun, you know.
0: Yeah, such as life, such as life.
1: That is so life, man. But uh, you know that has been relatively, relatively slow news weeks. You know.
0: Well, we had a few few big things. Uh, you know, first I think one of the big things was the announcement of the new Ghost Recon. Yes. Uh, that I am hyped about.
1: And it's got the Punisher in it.
0: Yeah, it's cool to see like uh see him in the game. He was in Wildlands for a mission, which is pretty cool. Um, so, for anyone that doesn't know, Ghost Recon announced Ghost Recon Breakpoint It's coming out at the end of this year, and um, it looks like just going by they had they had like about 13 minutes, 15 minutes of gameplay in game, like gameplay footage they showed off, along with the trailer and everything. And it seems like they're going back to kind of their roots as like a Ghost Recon series, where it's really heavily based on tactics and survivability and like all that.
1: You know, it's actually it, it, they've actually built in a um, kind of a survival game mode too. And they said it's not going to it's you know, it, they're the second game to do that that kind of surprised me recently. Um I'm not sure if you uh are familiar with the uh surviving the, the kind of survivability game types that are uh, in Red Dead as well like they they have basically have that in online now. What's that? So basically, you have like core meters for
0: food, health, oh, okay. you know,
1: that kind of stuff. So they've they've got like kind of a survival game mode built into Breakpoint, which looks really good.
0: That's actually a pretty cool idea. I can see that happening with with uh, Ghost Recon. I mean, like they've they 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 take like tactical to like a whole nother level. You know, they they really push the envelope there, which is it's like kind of. Nice, you know, because like going from games like you know, I don't know, like just shooters where where you literally have like, there's no limit, you know, to games where this is like more realistic. The gums are guns are modern. The problems are like yeah, the survival thing. I, I kind of like it. Yeah, it's absolutely. a nice challenge.
1: I can see why. I mean, it's 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 legitimate. It's it's legitimately a. Uh, it's legitimately pretty cool, man. I uh, I, yeah, I appreciate. I appreciate what they're changing in it. Um, you could tell they actually genuinely care about the player feedback. Uh, I did not – the one thing I didn't like about Wildlands was that it wasn't a strategy-based strategy per se. Like, it was, but it really – you never really felt like you were outnumbered. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You could always call for assistance. You
0: could always get help. This one, right. like,
1: I'm a man on an island alone almost, you know?
0: Yeah, well, the thing, the thing with Wildlands was like, um, you know, in the beginning, I play with, I would play some missions with like some friends, or you know, with three three people to get a full squad, and the like in the beginning, it, it's it's actually kind of tough, and it, it really the game kind of forces you to play slow and to play tactical, but the thing is, is that when you end up getting to the the like towards the end game where You're just, you know, every trick, you have all the guns, you have all the skills. It it doesn't really become that tactical you can just, you know, you can, can, uh, yeah, yeah, you can use your drone and spot everybody. You can, you know, just start shooting off the place. And so what if they call in your reinforcements, you can take them out easily. It's not a problem, you know? So it, it it was nice in the beginning, but yeah, towards the end, it, it became just very kind of, uh, just running, gunning, just kind of shooting. Not to say it wasn't tough, but it was still, it was still, it was still good, and still fun, but it just it wasn't as tactical as Breakpoints going to be. Definitely, for sure. I
1: I can agree with that. Um, the game looked beautiful graphically. It looked even better, yeah. which I didn't oh, think was going to be that crazy. Uh, but you know, I didn't expect that from them. Yeah. I expected a good game, but I didn't expect it to be that beautiful. You know, not not knocking on them per se. You know, not by any <laughs> means, but you just don't. You just don't go into this game thinking, you know, no. it's gonna be ten times better in two years. You know what I mean? Like it looks phenomenal.
0: Um Yeah, and if you're if you're playing if you're a Wildlands player, if you have Wildlands, I suggest go back going back on there, playing the uh like I, I called it kind of like a prequel mission where you you see the, the main character of breakpoint in there and uh you do a mission with him. And they kind of, they definitely kind of hint at the storyline of Breakpoint and they, and like how you, you can, you just play it for yourself. You can see how it kind of will lead into this. If you watch the story trailer of Breakpoint and you want to play this mission, you can see how it connects, which is pretty cool to see the two worlds kind of connecting. And I think uh Ghost Recon it has kind of always done that, where they've always kind of been able to link their worlds together, which is, it's, again, it's another thing that, that's just Nice, they you know you can have all the worlds in one. No matter what game you play, yeah, absolutely. But it's, uh, it's yeah.
1: phenomenal that they they're able to. Uh, this is you know I like Ubisoft a lot. Um, I'm a little biased. Yeah, they've been with doing it. great. Yeah, I'm I'm a little biased with it. I will admit that to you. And the reason why I'm biased, like, is just straight up like they're one of the few companies that came out and they were like, yeah, we're not going to put politics in our games because that's divisive. And gaming journals started freaking out about it, and they're like, "Oh no, you got to do it nowadays. Everybody's doing it." And it's like, "No, they don't have to do mm-hmm. shit." And they like they have a backbone. They you know they have a plan. You can tell they have good leadership. that's like, you know what? We're in the business of making money off of good games. We're not in the business of dividing people.
0: Right, and well, you could tell that. I mean, even though Wildlands is set in, into like a real country, and it talks about you know like. Drug dealers and stuff, and I'm sure the people uh, weren't of Bolivia weren't really that happy about that, probably. But well, the thing is, is, like the thing Stop is, they're is the they're trying completely. to tell a story, and they're they're just good at that. And it's kind of like the No Russian campaign
1: mission. Um,
0: oh yeah, I hate yeah. to be
1: that guy and say it, but uh, it, you know, I I understand that it offends people, but sometimes at the sacrifice of feelings, you have to tell a good story, and that's oh yeah, of hard. course.
0: And you know, that I think, I mean, it happens in movies too. You see it in movies too all the time. How many, how many movies are there, where there's, there's just like straight up just Mexican drug dealers, or you know, it's about you know drug lords in Mexico, or you know, or a poor you know other countries, South American countries. It's like that's just uh, you know, it's just part of the story. It's part, of, it's, but well, you know, maybe some of it's real. That's really, what it
1: comes down to, man, like the reality is, is that a lot of South American countries have drug issues. If yeah. you're offended by that, my suggestion is fix your drug issues because otherwise you're giving
0: people content, and that's, I mean, but, you're, I mean, you're going to be the butt of the joke. Not just that, though, but like in, I'm just talking like in any, it can happen to any country, you know, people can make a movie or video game about it, and, you know, about a story, or just make the, make it set in their country, and people are going to probably criticize the hell out of it. But regardless for the story, and, uh, he got off way off track, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Ghost—it it looks like a great game. I would—I would definitely check it out when it comes out this this fall, and we'll probably it's see probably more exactly about it. Three. Yeah. yeah, and that's—that's that's
1: what I'm really looking forward to. I'm also
0: I looking. I'm—I'm I'm willing to bet we're going to see another Ghost Re- or not Ghost Re- Sorry, we're going to definitely see another Assassin's Creed announced for sure, because they can never stop making those. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> yeah. They got to think of something. So something's gonna happen. I'm sure we'll see something with that. But um, speaking of Assassin's Creed, I wanted to, there's a, a few. All right, I'm gonna exclude. I'm gonna be kind of biased here. This is kind of like an Xbox thing, so I'm sorry, PlayStation and any Sony PlayStation 4 users out there right now. But I just want to point this out that right now going on, if you're an Xbox owner, if you're Xbox One, definitely check this out. There's a huge backwards compatible uh, sale going on. They are, they've are they massively discounted a bunch, like all, almost their whole library of backwards compatible games on their store, Xbox has. So if there's some old game that you play when you're a kid, or you played on the original Xbox, and you just want that nostalgia, or maybe you just want to check out some games you never got a chance to play. They have games, I mean I'm talking like, you can get Gears of War 1 for like $7. You can get the first Bioshock for 8 bucks. You can get Halo Reach for 10 bucks. It's like just just cause 1 is a dollar. You know, this, so it's like there's some really good sales. Mass Effect 2 $6, Grand Theft Auto 4 $7. I'm just reading off the list, but check it out if you're really interested in in some of those backwards compatible stuff. Um maybe you want to get that nostalgia going. And I'm definitely going to check it out to see what kind of old school games they got.
1: Basically, if you like real games because nowadays nobody can make a good game.
0: <laughs> Borderlands yep, 2, 8 one. bucks. Borderlands 2, 8 bucks. You got the Borderlands. Oh, I
1: bought the handsome Jack Collections so and I feel ripped off, but <laughs> I bought that the other day for like 20 bucks. So I take That's still good,
0: that's like a good that's a good deal though. Bet. That's a pretty it good is. deal. It is. It really is. I can't complain. Even the original Red Dead zone sale. And I've i never I never played that. Maybe I maybe I should pick that up and play it. Maybe. That's and, uh it is,
1: dude. The original, like, Red Dead is easily one of the best games I've ever played.
0: The Both of them? For one and two? Oh, yeah, hands down. But,
1: and I'll tell you flat out, so, like, my experience, and, and by the way, we're going to talk about Red Dead a little bit, because Red Dead Online finally launched out of beta, which means they added, like, five missions and said, <laughs> hey, by the way, here's the official microtransactions. Yeah, there um, you go. <laughs> but, um, finally, it only took them six months, mm-hmm. but you know, I get it. They didn't they they legit just didn't have like a full game release it you know it is what it is but um i i personally like red dead redemption um uh, john marston who's the main character in the first red dead redemption is mm-hmm. easily one of my most favorite characters hands down um i to this day feel like he helped shape my childhood by making me understand how people kind of are in the world um and how people legitimately were back in that time frame Mm-hmm. And they did a really, really good. They did a really good job of making it accurate. You know.
0: Um, yeah, I was gonna ask that if it was like really just kind of like a, because the one thing I right, I never played Red Dead, so I'm just gonna throw these questions at you. But to me, it, it was like a rock star game. So I always just associated it with Grand Theft Auto. But like the more I hear about it, the more it sounds like it was more of like a story driven game. It's a very story driven game.
1: Um, the original Red Dead was definitely a story driven game. Uh, there wasn't even an online mode for it, so right, it's it kind of is a Grand Theft Auto in the sense that it's open world and it's the same developer, but yeah, the guns are completely different. It's not as cartoony.
0: Is it play like the same like GTA? Uh,
1: not really.
0: Okay, that's all uh, I was wondering.
1: Kinda, but not. I mean, it's still third person mechanics.
0: Yeah, but that's about the only thing you can relate to there. Um, well, that's great. I'll, I'll probably have to. I'm definitely going to probably check out the. The first one and check that out. I know I'll have to like I'll get like a culture shock at first just because of the graphical difference. Uh but that's to be expected. I'm not gonna worry about that. Um how's there has there I was gonna ask you, has there been any like old games recently that you've like gone back and played and you've just kind of been like this is great to go back and play this, but damn, this game looks like crap.
1: <laughs> um recently
0: or just, or just, I don't know, like this, you know, what's the last one you can think of that you went back and then you played? Black Ops Four. I'm just kidding, no, though. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, that's uh, that's
0: brutal. Yeah, I've been, I, you know,
1: I played a little bit of uh, Elder Scrolls Online, and yeah. you know, it's been out for a few years now, and a lot of people they knocked on it a lot because it's not like World of Warcraft. And to be honest with you, people, uh, World of Warcraft so that's an just an unrealistic example of. Mm-hmm what a, what an MMO
0: should be. Um, well, I mean, like, how long has WorldCraft been out? It's been out since I've been... More longer Worldcraft than I've been, been alive.
1: out since, like, 2001, I want to say.
0: Really? That, okay. I thought it was longer.
1: It's either 2001 or 2003 or 2004. I don't remember.
0: Oh, wow. Well, okay.
1: Early 2000s. Um,
0: wow. Yeah, that's crazy. It, yeah, I mean, it's still the
1: most played MMO for a reason. It doesn't suck. It, well, ne- okay, debatable. Right now, it kind of <laughs> sucks. But... It's had know, peaks it's, and valleys. It you has, know. Every game has peaks and valleys, and yeah. they've done a solid job of making the valleys not too low and bringing the peaks right. up. and they have enough content for people to always come back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it's one of those few games. It's a love hate relationship with that game, really.
0: Um, the thing, is, the thing, why this is why I like about Warcraft, and you know, I've well, never no, no, no.
1: Going, going back to Elder Scrolls Online though. Okay, like, yeah, yeah. You know, there there's three different factions as opposed to two. The PvP was a little bit wonky because it was the entire area that you had in Oblivion. Um, it, was, it was strange. But, you know, from my understanding, with more and more updates, they changed the leveling system. They changed a whole bunch of stuff to actually fit it. And it's got a pretty decent following. You know, mm-hmm. they've got a few hundred thousand players still consistently playing. And it's, it's a respectable game. And that's pretty wicked. <laughs> um, I, you know, the graphics on it are great. The gameplay is great. You can play it in first person just like Skyrim or you can play it in third person like, you know, yeah, most MMOs. So, yeah. I would say, you know, it's a solid game. Um if you're looking for an MMO just to try out, it was it was pretty solid. So
0: Yeah, I remember I played it for when I first came out, I tried it out for like a month or so and I I enjoyed it. It was fun, but it was definitely um it's definitely one of those games that you can't just get into and just, you know, Play it for fun, at like every now and then. It's definitely that's I don't know. That's that's the problem I've always had with MMOs is that like it maybe it's just I think it's kind of just to do with my personality. Where if I'm gonna play an MMO like that, I'm gonna dedicate myself just to that game. I can't yeah. play any other game. I just can't. I respect that. And it's it's mostly because to get really good in that game, you have to dedicate the time. You have to. That's all you have to play. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean it's you know it's made up model with that man to be honest with you. Um, the reason I say that is there. So like any game you can play on a level that is acceptable mm-hmm. in a way. Um, my opinions about MMOs is I can't play them because I do like to go all in and be. A yeah, collection.
0: I think that's with everybody because all all the people I've talked to. Not not just you, but like other people I've talked to, where or I've mentioned Warcraft or they played Warcraft, I'll talk to them about, it and they'll be like, "Oh man, I I can't go back to that because the moment I do, I just get addicted. You know, I just, just I can't stop playing it." Yeah, and it's just that's uh that's just kind of Pretty how accurate, it is. Man. But it's it's not all a bad thing. I mean, you think about it, you stick to that one game since what two thousand one or two thousand three. If you bend been that guy, stick it to that one game. You've been not you've technically really you've been saving a lot of money, not spending on other stuff.
1: Yeah, that's the truth, man. Um, you know, every game has its pros and cons. Oh yeah, for well, sure. Well, not every game. Anthem doesn't have any pros <laughs> at all. But um,
0: well, you can fly. That's a pro. Yeah, that's about <laughs> it. You can you Iron go. Man for like five minutes. Yeah, right? exactly.
1: Um, but yeah, dude. I uh, you know I've been a lot lately. Um, mm-hmm. I've been kind of just like I've been playing Red Dead Online. I've been trying to get more nice. comfortable with it. The shooting mechanics are still wonky to me. I wish there was more aim assist because I'm bad. Yeah. Um, so the translation for that is I need to get good. But <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, for the most part, it's it's one of the better games that I've played recently. I, I legitimately can't complain.
0: Well, oh, great! I'm gonna definitely pick that pick up the first one just to try it out, especially because it's so cheap. I want to definitely grab yeah. that.
1: Um, it's it's got a great storyline to it. Um, I personally, the second. I did not think they could top the first Red Dead Redemption story, and I say that because I, when I play a game, I like to play the character, and I like to be able to not necessarily relate to the character, but mm-hmm. really, really have a feeling of who the character is. Right. Right. And just kind of like, you know, you, you kind of you find you find yourself in great characters in a way, but you don't define yourself by the character. Right. Oh, so. Right. When I'm looking at it, I'm looking at it from a situation of, you know what? Is this a really good character? If this is a good character, what makes him so good, right? Right. And the answer to that question is, is that he has so much depth, even though he's not a character, any anything like what I would consider myself to be, mm-hmm. um, he
0: has so much depth that it just, it draws you in. Well, you know? here's a question for you. Do you... Do you like stories like that where you play as a character or would you rather have a story where you are the character?
1: I would rather have a story where I play as a character because I feel like when you're playing as a character, you learn to see through somebody else's eyes.
0: No, for sure. I agree. When you're
1: playing as yourself, you don't get that. You, you just get stuck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're so caught up in you that you don't really necessarily understand. You don't necessarily understand, like, Uh, sorry man i just got distracted by a guy <laughs> trying to stab me so anyway um but you know you don't you know when you're playing as you you get so caught up in how you see things that you don't necessarily see things the way other characters do and you don't get to see other characters interact with this guy who may act completely differently that you sympathize more with you know what i mean i oh, no, right but, or you might even sympathize with the bad guy more technically yeah. like it just depends on it just depends. It changes your point of view of things.
0: I think one um, one of my biggest like things I can think of that comes to my mind with that is um, I never Witcher three. I've never played the Witcher games in my life, but um, everyone was saying so good how Witcher three was was and everything that I had to buy it. I had to try it. So yeah. I picked it up and it was kind of I don't know for me it was kind of weird at first playing as uh, playing as Geralt because i had knew nothing about him or the world and i'm like into the third game but it was it was great though it was actually very nice to like kind of learn his backstory learn you know who he is the world around him everything and you become more invested into it because of it you know so you go through the stories and you're like you, you get to learn all of his relationships and everything and it's a lot different than like you know for example like uh like Destiny, for example, where you are the main character and it's your guy, and it's it, it's a different feeling because it's when it when it's you as the main character, you feel cool in a sense where it's like your character being the hero, but then there's not as much of an emotional attachment, really, you know.
1: And there's not it's like it's a dialogue thing, I think. Really, like is I think is the best way to explain it because like having a having a character that doesn't do any dialogue whatsoever really mm-hmm. sucks. And, like, for example, in you have uh, to do it Red Dead 2, which is, when I told you earlier that I didn't think they could top Red Dead 1, like, John Marston was an amazing character. All right. Red Dead 2 too, topped it. Hmm.
0: And- like,
1: hands down. Arthur Morgan is my favorite video game character of all time. He has a story that everything that he does has a cause and effect depending on how you, and the game plays out based on the decisions you make for him mm-hmm. and who you think he is you know what i mean so
0: well i think it, you can have i think it's you can have like a uh, a character that doesn't talk but it just has to be done right i think uh when i just think of that i think one of the biggest characters that comes to mind for me is who
1: Chief, basically, he never he never freaking talked in the first three he, Halos. He, he yeah, he
0: he's not he doesn't talk, but but like for me, it was actually I was going to say um, Link from Zelda, the Zelda games. It's yes. he he doesn't say literally a word in any game ever, but he's like one of the biggest characters. Or you know, it's like you said, Chief too. He doesn't say that much, but he's still like so iconic. It just has to be done right, and. um... No offense to Destiny. I just think Destiny doesn't doesn't really do it that much justice. I just don't think they did it that well. And, you know, it is what it is. But, um, it, so basically it, it can be done, but it just has to be done right. Um, so, but one thing, uh, there's one other top, one topic I want to talk to you about that I think, <laughs> I don't know if this would get you, is going to get you fired up or if this is going to get you kind of like, I don't know. I just want to see what you're going to react to this. But, um, so you played? Did you play Fallout Four? Um, I did a little bit, but it just it
1: felt different than the other. Yeah, times. for sure. Like it did. It, just, it felt different. I don't know how to explain it, but it felt different.
0: But did you, play, so you played you played seventy six though. Yeah, I played seventy six. Now, did you know that there is a modder who goes by the name Desire, and he's actually modding Fallout Four? Uh, making a modded version he's basically recreating 76 into in Fallout 4 and he's not just he's not just taking like you know the the he's not copying and pasting from 76 and putting it onto 4 he's building it from the ground up and modding it in the Fallout 4 and it's uh he has like a like a short like test like 13 minute video of like just the you know to show what he's been working on and he's not done yet, obviously, because it's taken him a long time for this. But uh, even just watching that video, it's just like he explains that he says that it's it's kind of a different setting because in Fallout Four, uh, it, my understanding is Fallout Four happens farther ahead of the storyline six seventy six. Yeah. yeah. So he what he does is he not, not only is remaking um, the West Virginia area, I think they call it like Appalachia or something like that. Um, he's not only remaking that in Fallout 4, but he's like kind of like making it into a post-apocalyptic, like in the future setting. So he's kind of making it new but still relatable, which is really cool. But it's just kind of like <laughs> I just find this hilarious because it's you got this guy modding Fallout 4 to create a better Fallout 76 <laughs> than what's already out, and that's just that's one guy. It's one guy. It's one guy. And
1: he's, he's literally going to show up an entire studio. Yeah. It's, uh,
0: what do you, what do you even do? You know, you know, as for me
1: to, for me to get fired up, I'll be honest with you, man. <laughs> I, I got that out of my system a while back. All is a complete freaking joke.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: I don't think anybody disagrees with that at this point. If you do disagree no. with it, then I'm, I'm no. sorry. That it hurts your feelings, but that's life. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care for that game at all. I could live without it for the rest of my life. Uh I could live I could have lived not playing it. Um mm-hmm. there was there was no happiness that I walked away from with that game. Um and that's a shame. Because yeah, that's one of the few games. Like I give a lot of games the benefit of the doubt, man. I really mm-hmm. do. But when you just make just bull crap and you release bull crap and you're like, Oh yeah. Here's a year of content plus microtransactions. It's like, dude, yeah, that's crap. And then the
0: follow ups is the follow ups even worse. It's, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, they they they
1: it's kind of like Anthem patching their loot to make it better. And everybody was excited yeah. to play Anthem again, and then yeah. they patched it away, and then they did it again two weeks later. Like, you're stupid,
0: yeah. you're just so stupid. So, you think <laughs> you think at you think at this point now we're just Bethesdas just kind of putting fallout in the past and just saying, let's just no, focus on think, let's focus on Starfield right now.
1: I, well I think Bethesda is a big enough company to do both. I just think they're okay. just at the point right now that they don't even there's there's two people to please here. They've got to please their investors and then they've also got to please the fans
0: right.
1: And they're not really pleasing either right now.
0: Well if the investors are looking at you know fallout and saying, wow that really tanks they're gonna probably look at starfield and say hey we got a new game you guys are working on Let's I mean, put everything makes, that?"
1: when, when Bethesda makes the decision to put their heart and soul in a game they usually make a good game with a lot of mistakes or happy accidents as uh mm-hmm. the artist would say yeah. um i forgot his name so but anyway i, oh. do, I know he's quoted bob ross okay. That Bob Ross. That's it. Okay. So, you know, happy <laughs> mistakes, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, we don't make it. We don't. We don't make errors. We don't. It's happy we don't, accidents. We don't have so yeah. We just yeah. make happy mistakes. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's one of those things, man. Where uh, I kind of i'm i don't i don't have faith in Bethesda per se. I even even Oblivion released in a really crappy state.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah.
1: If you look at every single game, like some of the issues that they had in Fallout seventy six were issues from coding that were in morrowind
0: well it's kind of crazy that this that's the it's like almost every game that they've made it it's kind of crazy that it the modding community really makes the game what it what it is you know so it's yeah. like oblivion skyrim even fallout
1: it's like yeah we're gonna bet we're gonna have you make our developers look good
0: yeah it, and then, then you got the horror story that is the uh Honestly I forgot what the name of it is but where they where they Bethesda sells their own approved mods now on their store. Yeah.
1: That, like, well they used to do that. They pulled that because it was a PR nightmare.
0: Now. Oh. Well yeah, I bet I remember when it came out and they were selling mods, selling mods and then the modders were like why would I buy that? It's right there. I can just get the mod right there. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's like well this is a, a approved mod, you know, like you got to get our and It's like no, no one's you're you're cutting you're cutting out the modders themselves who made it. You're not even paying them for for what they've done, the work they've done. You know, it's it was kind of just sad. I think it was called like the Creation Club or something like that.
1: Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, it was a complete. It was joke. bad. It, it yeah. legit yeah. was a complete joke, and it's Bethesda is a really interesting company because they have a like I feel like they have a good core at, like at their core they're good. But they keep making short sighted decisions nonstop. stop and at some point you just gotta you gotta stop
0: having faith and fall seventy six mm-hmm. was it for me so you're not even you're not even like are you even interested in starfield or what's your thoughts
1: with with the way i'm I'm interested in it, but dude, with the way triple a gaming has gone the last few years with the whole games as a service model, you will never see me pre-order a game again yeah think so every game comes out and then I will buy whatever edition I want of that game if it doesn't suck.
0: Right. It's like the only, honestly, the only time I pre-order a game is if is like the week before, if I know by then, I'm going to know if I'm going to buy this game or play it. That's usually yeah. a good, yeah. So I mean,
1: no, I don't even know the week before, like, cause like, I, like you and I know I almost bought Anthem. Yeah, was
0: true.
1: Dumb as hell. True. But I almost bought Anthem, and that it took me till the night before that to figure out that I didn't want it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll see. E three going to definitely going to show off Starfield at E three for sure. We're going to know that because um, that's the next big thing coming up for Bethesda. We know we already know that Elder Scrolls is going to be after that, so that's not going to be for a long time. Um, and then Bethesda, so Starfield's next for them. Um, other than that, you know, the next thing is you got Ghost Recon coming out this year. You got, uh, of course, can't forget the new Star Wars game by E three by EA coming out this year. That's going to be another big mystery this year that we're going to have to see later on in the fall. I'm pretty sure we'll hear some more stuff at E3 about that. But um, I still, that again, you know, with what EA has gone through with Anthem, I don't care what they show at E3 for the star wars game they can show they can say it's gameplay they can say it's the trailer whatever it is we can't trust it we just simply can't
1: i can't i will not and i'm waiting for the game to come out to buy it always like oh, I, yeah. I am a i am a huge star wars fan i love star wars to death man yeah like i have a, I have a star wars clock i do you name it, i'm a star wars fan right um but it's one of those deals where you have been screwed
0: once again and mm-hmm. you just
1: don't want to do it again. You're tired of it. Man. I'm going to I'm going to
0: call it. I'm going to say that uh this Star Wars game is probably going to be the lowest pre-order sales that they're going to see in, yeah. history, in their history, in their like their whole
1: for a Star Wars title, I believe that. Yeah. I agree fully.
0: After Anthem, after Battlefront 2 issues, there's I don't see people pre-ordering this at all.
1: No. I don't, I don't see it. I, um, I, you know, I, just for the same reasons you said, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, No. Uh, And on the flip side of that too, I mean, it's an EA game. I mean, even Bioware who had their Bioware magic, even they're not a safe bet anymore. Like you can't trust anything they do.
0: No, it's kind of, kind of a sad thing, but you know, whatever. I mean, we, we've been through it down that hole, you know, we know it's, it is what it is, unfortunately, but um, that's why you you say you just can't pre-order things. You just gotta wait. Just give it, just give it a week. You know, just let it come out. Give it a week. Find out what it's really all about. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think what other big games are coming out at the end of the year. Oh, um, uh, Gears of War. Oh yeah, Gears the new new Gears coming out this year. Are um, you and me playing through this play through this the story? And there was kind of like a cliffhanger at the end of Gears three. No, sorry, Gears four. This is Gears five, Gears right? 4,
1: yep. Gears four. Yeah. This, yeah. this is gonna be Gears five.
0: This is Gears five. And uh, I just, I'm, yeah. You know, how how much more can you change about Gears though? It is what it is, right? You can't really make much change to it.
1: So a lot of a lot of people that are playing the games that are seeing these changes, they don't realize there's an entire like book universe. With
0: it, um, oh yeah, I didn't think about that.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of like Halo. There's way more depth to the universe if you want it. Oh, and right. that's what they're kind of playing
0: off of. That's so. that's fine with me. I I think uh, you know. Let me just. I'll just literally just do a quick search right now. I just wanted to know when was Gears Four released? It was a, at least a few years ago. I think it was two or three years ago now. Okay, so Gears Four came that's... out in 2016. So almost it's going to be three years. So three year difference. Yeah it since they're it sounds human. about
1: right for a uh, development cycle 3 years for a game because they probably mm-hmm. they probably get left a skeleton team and most most i call them skeleton teams because they're not like the biggest teams right the big team always moves on to the next project right at release right yeah yeah um they get a couple weeks before the release usually unless they have a day one patch that they're working on because their game's not actually finished um i love how many games <clears throat> have day one patches now but yeah um, right. <laughs> um every game is sexually bad, i think about oh my them. god but uh yeah. you know so if you uh if you is you know they always put a skeleton team on that game and then they
0: start working on the next mm-hmm. one so I well, i'm kind of you know even with with how long can they take Gears? i mean because the developers are the coalition and the coalition was started to so- focus solely on gears uh, so it's like kind of a question. Yeah, Microsoft
1: IP, so they'll take as long as they want. Yeah,
0: no, yeah, I know they'll they'll drag that on just like Halo. Um, not that I don't have anything against Halo, not that I'm not infin- hyped for Infinite, I definitely it's... hype for Infinite, but it's just kind of like they're it's kind of like Mario, you know? It's their their series. It's what what they're all about. Yeah, you know, I mean, goddamn it, how many freaking games was Mario in? They, they came, they even, oh my god! I mean, it's you have to keep
1: this in mind too, man they don't release the game every year kind of like call of duty you know what i mean yeah
0: that's true i mean like call of
1: duty has a different issue call of duty is just there's just so freaking many of them and there's one every single year and it's a guaranteed release every year and we don't you know it just it's losing its like luster in a way you know it's not as like like for example have you and i talked about call of duty at all in the past couple weeks
0: well, I wanted to bring up the recent news with the uh, Sledgehammer.
1: Well, 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 before you do that, have we talked about it at all, even personally?
0: No, no, but that's because we've been, uh, I don't even want to bring up what we've been doing, what we did last weekend, but, you know, um, yeah, no, we have oh, not.
1: getting smacked by the Division 2 right?
0: <laughs> yeah, let's not get into that. <laughs> that's a whole other episode.
1: <laughs> so, just so everybody understands, well, that's a whole other episode, but... We played the division two raid. It's clearly not made for consoles yet. That's all we'll say.
0: Yeah, well well, like I said, we I think that's a whole the whole raid topic on uh we could talk about that forever. But uh switching back to Call of Duty. Uh no we haven't. We haven't even talked about it at all. And that's one of the next things I wanna bring up with you was um that they had announced that their such hammer was going to be after Infinity Ward this year, was going to do 2020's Call of Duty. They said that they're not going to be Sledgehammer is not making the 2020 Call of Duty that is going to be Treyarch making that game. Oh, really? Yeah. So they, they Activision announced they said Sledgehammer is not going to be making that game. Treyarch is going to be making 2020 Call of Duty. And they said it's going to be, they already even told, they even said this. They, they said it's going to be Black Ops 5. So, right, it sounds like
1: they're going back to two-game series, and they're going to do something else with Sledgehammer.
0: Who who knows? My my idea is the only reason why they're doing this is probably because they want to keep Blackout relevant. That's the only thing I can think of. Um, they obviously have something in, in place already, you know, because it, it, then it makes you think, what are they doing with Sledgehammer? Are they just going dissolve to dissolve Sledgehammer games? No. They...
1: They've, they've had a lot of issues with new IPs not coming out.
0: Mm-hmm. Or, or is Sledgehammer gonna help them help Treyarch and in Infinity Ward? Are they gonna kind of split the teams and be like help them work on the DLC maps or more content? I think
1: I think neither. I think what they're gonna do is they're gonna make a new IP
0: for twenty twenty one.
1: Maybe twenty 2020, twenty twenty twenty
0: one. Don't know. But it's kind of it's kind of weird because Black Ops just came out in twenty eighteen. So you, we, without a doubt, they had, have had to already know this was gonna happen. So it's like your game came out in 2018, and now right away Treyarch is back to working on it again. So uh, it's kind of now they don't have three years to make it; now they have only two years to make it. So it's kind of like uh, how, you know, Black Ops Five. It, it's without a doubt, I think it's going to have a blackout again. They're going to probably just continue it. Um, yeah.
1: I, well, you know, with Sledgehammer, here's what I think with Sledgehammer. So like, Activision. Got rid of a lot of their IPs. Their newest IP was what?
0: What do you mean? Like uh, Probably would be like World War Two last year?
1: No. New IP completely, not Call of Duty.
0: Oh, not Call of Duty? Oh, no, probably forever. Call Activision. of Duty is an IP. Yeah, so it's probably been no. a long time for, for Activision.
1: Destiny, and they had to buy that. They didn't yeah. even make it themselves. So they're looking at this going, okay, we don't have any new IPs right now. They're not really doing a good job of bringing in new business. Like, you know, for example, EA bought Star Wars rights, you know, that kind of thing. Um, They're not really, I mean, they're they're kind of stuck in limbo where they're like, okay, we got to do something new, innovative and creative. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And if you look at Anthem, Anthem was pleasing investors up until the sales numbers came out. Because they were all excited about a new IP. Oh, this is going to be the next one. They hyped it big time, right? Yeah. Um, well, the problem with that right now is not a lot of gaming companies. So, like, before, and you know this for sure. So, before, gaming companies loved to take risks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, they were like, okay, it's new, it's creative, it's innovative. Like, now, n- nobody wants to do anything that might lose money. They, nobody wants to take a risk, Right. A lot yeah. of the new IPs are underfunded, and they suck. Um, like, from AAA studios, I mean. So, you know, and Anthem wasn't underfunded, but they just it just sucked because they just had poor leadership at their company. Um, the point is, is like, and, and what I don't understand is they were like, okay, like EA just told them, hey, go make a new IP. And yeah. they didn't have a plan for it. They didn't have, like, they were just told, okay, you can make a new IP. Here's your budget. And there was no actual pitch for Anthem. You know what I mean? Like if I'm a game studio and I'm pitching to a publisher or I'm like talking to a publisher, like, don't you wanna see my plan first? Like, don't you wanna hear about what the game's gonna be? No, just bring it to us later. Here's your money. Like that was just a stupid business decision. Yeah.
0: Um well see so you think what 'cause the 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 question is, is they came up with World War Two a sledgehammer did last year. And now they probably knew right off the get-go that they're not coming back for a 2020 game. So yeah. either either they've been working on something for these pet, for since last year and since to, to 2017, or it's gonna actually worse than we thought, and maybe there's some people just leaving because there has been already reportedly people from Sledgehammer have already been leaving leaving the studio.
1: That happens all the time. High turnover is normal.
0: Yeah, but you have people like I mean, you have some of the co founders themselves leaving the company last year.
1: Yeah, it's that's a cause to pause.
0: But it's kind of like uh we don't we're kinda of, we don't know. We don't know what's gonna happen though for sure. I mean, I don't see the studio closing down because they make a hundred percent
1: pure profit on those games. In a way. Well not hundred percent, but they don't they cut out the middleman. They don't need another developer. It's kind of like Destiny. So Destiny and Activision were going to part ways because for how much money they were putting into it and how much they were getting back, it was less of a margin than a company that's their own internal studio, right? Right. So yeah, they could technically close that studio, but when you were suffering from having a lack of IPs, they're probably being told to work on a new IP that either A, the higher-ups didn't want to do to begin with because they're like, well, we like Call of Duty, or... Maybe they're being pushed in a creative direction they don't agree with. Who knows?
0: That'll be interesting to see because uh, I, I think, I don't know if this has anything to do with it either, but um, I don't know if you're, if, I don't know if you even are aware of this, but in next year, come come next year, come this next Call of Duty, um, Call of Duty is actually going to be turning into franchising. The Call of Duty esports is going to be turning into franchising now. They already have a set of cities that already have already. Uh, announced that they're going to have a competitive Call of Duty team. So this is the first for Call of Duty. I mean, we've seen franchising with uh, games like Overwatch, you know. uh, It's like, and that's kind of huge, or like a game like League of Legends, they have franchising there.
1: Esports is definitely turning into a thing for sure. Yeah. And and the thing is is it's kind of like, what I think you're going to start seeing here is like publishers are going to start making their own gaming companies for it, right? And it's going to backfire on them. Just Just because people are going to get sick of the publisher monitored crap. But it's kind of like Arena Gaming League and MLG. They're like cutting out the middleman now. They're like, you know, we can do this better than you. Mm -hmm. And they they probably can because they have more funding.
0: Well, the difference with Call of Duty, too, is that Call of Duty is one of the few esports out there where if you're a competitive player in Call of Duty, you have a new game every year. you got to learn. All the other games like Overwatch or Counter-Strike... It's the same game, just with different updates here and there. But
1: yeah, and people lose interest over time. Yeah, yeah
0: so it, it, that's one of the things people were questioning too. Is maybe with the, the with franchising coming into play with the esports side of Call of Duty, maybe they are going to kind of try to cut down on the number of Call of Dutys they release to kind of maintain or build a fan base in the competitive scene. And it, it kind of does become a little bit much at, when you release one every single year, and it's like. I think now people are kind of getting sick of that cycle, kind of like Madden and FIFA and NHL, you know? Yeah. But uh, I think it's just going to be – well. it's interesting to hear, though, that Treyarch – actually, you know, when I was looking on social media, when um, this was announced, honestly, I didn't see anyone saying anything negative about it. Everyone was like, oh, hell yeah, Treyarch is back again. Everyone loves Treyarch. They love their work. Treyarch makes the best Call of Duties exactly and
1: sledgehammer like world war ii was cool
0: yeah yeah
1: but it wasn't
0: Well, sledgehammer man, a old school
1: they... call of duty bro like it's yeah it's not not a thing that's really that big of a deal anymore unfortunately
0: but... sledgehammer just kind of had like a, a weird track record where it's like the first game that came out was with was advanced warfare which was the first like new futuristic movement game and uh, it wasn't really perceived that well. I mean, I, I kind of liked it, but I think in the general public, it wasn't really that... perceived that well. And then, uh, yeah. you go back to World the II,
1: thing 2. Well, the thing about Call of Duty players, too, is they have an expectation of what Call of Duty is.
0: Oh, yeah. For sure.
1: And, like, in a, you know, they want to innovate, but they've got to find the happy happy median.
0: Yeah. Well, they uh, try to keep things fresh, but they have a fan base that is so used to how it used to be you know like the the modern warfare yeah. 2 kind of style or call of duty 4 or you know black ops 1 like that's what they're used to and do you you show them stuff where you're flying on the walls and you have uh specialists and you know all this new score streaks and stuff and it becomes like cool at first it's nice it's new and shiny thing but then it kind of it, it fades away really quickly you know, the interest, it just fades away fast. Yeah. So, I mean, I think... Uh, I, I've kind of been in agreement with you, where I think the chamber's probably working on something new. If it's going to be a... Sh- I think it's going to be a shooter. What do you think? I, I think for sure. Uh,
1: it's going to be a shooter of some type, but I don't know where they're going to go with it, honestly. I mean, they, they've they shown that they're willing to be innovative. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Advanced Warfare. Mm-hmm. That, granted, it might not have been the most well-responded because they did it with an IP that existed. Yeah. But they've they've shown that they are willing to be more creative so we'll see how that goes yeah um but that's that's to me if i'm speculating what it is it's got to be a new ip and usually when people are there's turnover at a studio it's because the ip might not be going that well
0: yeah i mean maybe that's uh... typically
1: that's typically why you see the turnover the way you do the game's not i mean you had just for anthem alone you had executive producers and stuff i almost curse there uh basically say that they were gonna quit and yeah, you know, they were like, Yeah, you know, they left the studio because I think they saw the writing on the wall that the game was going to be complete garbage and they didn't want to be associated with it.
0: Are they going to take Sledgehammer and have them focus on some of, like, maybe uh, bringing back, like, an old Activision game? You know, like, I don't know any that come to mind. Like, I think. Spyro. Spyro? Yeah, yeah why not? Yeah, that would be, that'd be interesting if they did that. I think they didn't they announce a the new Spyro or didn't one come out? I have no idea. I
1: don't know either. That's a tough one, man. It's uh, yeah, they 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 might have announced a new one. No, they did year they did the game of the year or like the Spyro trilogy yes. redone or something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah, that's what it
0: was. Yeah, that's what it was. And, it,
1: and it was great, man. Like I love Spyro. He's awesome. He was actually one of the first games that uh, I really really got into and a hundred percented. Like. Like, I love those games, man. They were great.
0: They were just fun games. Games that, like, you didn't, like, really stress about when you're playing it. You know, it was just... No,
1: and they they didn't have monetization tactics. They didn't have, you know, they were simple games. They were single-player experiences. And, like, yeah. you know, like, EA came out a few years ago, and they're like, oh, nobody wants to play single-player games anymore. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah, okay. People don't want to play bad single-player games. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean people love single player games they just don't like playing bad
0: days of like crash bandicoot donkey kong like those are just i i feel like sometimes like developers get so caught up in we got to make something new and interesting and kind of like shiny that like they kind of forget that people kind of just like some classic stuff just the gameplay doesn't have to be hard it has to be fun and enjoyable
1: The thing about gaming is that, like, yeah, online games are great. Like, me playing Red Dead Online right now, I like playing it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I also like the fact that I can play it solo and I can do single-player stuff in
0: it. Right, and, right.
1: You know, like, I I like being kind of that lone wolf sometimes. Like, I also like going around and I like killing gangs of guys completely by myself. It's just <laughs> yeah, one of those exactly. deals where it just feels, you just feel like a damn gangster, man. Exactly. You're like, wow. Oh geez, those guys are really bad because they let me kill them. That's terrible, you know? <laughs> and not that I'm any good at Red Dead Online, like I'm, but it's just, you know, it's one of those deals where it's like, it just feels, you, you get cool experiences like that, and you don't get that in, like, purely multiplayer games. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm, I'm a big story-driven drive, guy. I know you are, too. Yeah. And that, whenever I've been telling you, like, why haven't you played Red Dead? Why haven't you? It's because it's literally up there with God of War for last year for like how great the story was.
0: Do you, speaking right. of God of War, do you think they're already working on the no. next one?
1: Well, yeah, they'd be working on the next one. They're not working on DLC, though.
0: Oh, yeah, no. I, I thought you so. were going to
1: ask me. I, everybody keeps asking if they're going to make DLC. The <laughs> no. Like, they flat out said no a million times, and until they say differently, I'm going to agree with them. Yeah, and it's, They're like, you know, their, their biggest thing was they're like, we wanted to give you a $60 game.
0: Yeah.
1: And we wanted you to feel like you bought a $60 game. And I legitimately felt like I bought a $60 game.
0: Do you think, do you think that the next God of War will come out with Sony's new console? Yes. They, the way that's
1: the way Sony Santa Monica works, they do not rush games. Mm -hmm. They do not care. They will not rush games. And I freaking love it. about. Yeah. We need more of
0: that. (laughs)
1: Yeah, they don't rush games. They just they do what they want when they want and they make a good game and I freaking love that about them. And
0: yeah, we need more so. we need more of that, you know, with more like developers. I, I think I think like you look at someone like Ubisoft, they've learned their lesson on that with Assassin's Creed where they came out every year with them and they sucked so bad that they decided, Hey, let's finally take our time on these games and uh they've improved. And now they also have their new titles, new ghost recon titles, they're doing amazing and division is also doing doing well too as well so it's like you know it shows if you take some time it will be good you know we don't need to rush yeah. this
1: and you know in the, on the flip side of that too if you have a 7 year development cycle and you start making the game in the last two and a half three years you're just a bad studio
0: yeah that's true that's true
1: like that's 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 pretty much what happened with uh, Anthem I mean hell dude they showed us they they showed us like basically the equivalent of a music video for the game it wasn't even real, it was all produced. <laughs>
0: yeah, pretty much. Speak so it's frustrating. Speak speaking of uh, you know, waiting a while for things, you know, I, I think that kind of shows why, you know, we wanted people to just wait for a comeback on this episode. We didn't wanna rush it too much. We, we wanted to give you guys some week weeks off before we came out with a solid, a good piece of content here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think I'll do it for this week. Uh, well, not this week. Hopefully, we make another one. <laughs> we'll make another one. We're gonna. We have to talk about the rain openly. Yeah, I, I think we can dedicate hostility.
1: one. Yeah. Can we be hostile towards each other
0: about oh, it? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna throw the gloves off. It's gonna be bloody. Um, I'm gonna have to get hyped I up have for that so one. So many things that I need to say about it.
1: <laughs> like I just fucking hate it. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, no chill whatsoever about
1: it. I want you to know that ahead of
0: time. Uh, Everyone, that's what you got to look forward to the next one. So show up next time. In the meantime, go follow us, MWM Games Podcast. Everywhere you have podcasts, everywhere you have social media, we are there, MWM Games Podcast. That'll do it for this episode. We'll be back for number 15 uh, this week, sometime this week. Woo! Thanks, guys. (laughs) See you all later. (laughs) Thank <laughs>